everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Talking Ticks. I'm Scott Gerard. Joining me as always, Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger, though he is joining us from afar. Uh, he's actually traveling internationally at the moment. So he uh, he actually sent us his segment. So essentially, he mailed it in, kind of like the Tigers did for the, the second half of this game against FSU. Holy cow, we got we to gotta talk about that one. It was rough, but we got to talk about it. Uh, Tigers lose to FSU 45 to 24. Uh, just not probably what a lot of people thought. Uh, but we're going to get into that. What else happened in college football? Uh, but before we do, want to check in with Tommy. Hope you had a great long weekend. I mean, it's uh, still the last stages of uh, Labor Day. Hope you're having a good one. Good to be back with you. Just wish you was under a better game outcome, you know? Man, yeah, I... Great to be back with you. I mean, I have to be excited that college football is back. Got a whole a whole weekend. Got more coming on today with uh, with Duke and Clemson playing. Um, but gosh, that was ugly. It's not a fun <laughs> way to start. Not what we expected. Feel embarrassed. Um, just embarrassed as a as a you know as a member of the LSU community. I hope I hope our team feels the same way. I hope Brian Kelly feels the same way because. I mean, if if they don't, if we don't make changes, um, it's gonna be a long season. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I thought that way after I watched the Florida Utah game, and I was thinking, man, I hope we just don't show up like this. You know, everyone yeah. else, and by the time we played, everyone else in the SEC had won, well, except for South Carolina. Um, but yeah, just that that Florida Utah game was just kind of similar. And then I, I, we'll, we'll get into that when we talk about the game. But yeah, it was just. Ugly, ugly. Otherwise, you know, everyone else in the SEC, even the ones that are joining us next year, they all handle their business. It's like they all were making a point with their games and their scores. Everyone won handily. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I guess you could kind of boil it down to uh, to two quotes. Uh, because, you know, before the, the game this week, uh, Brian Kelly said on his radio show, we're going to we're going to go out and we're going to go beat the heck out of Florida State. Yeah. And I thought, wow, that is bold. I kind of like it. But, you know, of course, that kind of sets you up for something gives the other team, you know, stuff to pin on the locker room board. But I don't know. It's <clears throat> I kind of like that. He felt that way. I think we all, I, I especially felt that way. I had his, I just pegged going 11 and one. Uh, I guess this is the one loss I didn't see coming, but now I don't know. I obviously I have to recalibrate my thoughts on this season, but the fact that he thought, yeah, we're going to beat the heck out of Florida state. Not we're going to be ready. We're going to beat the heck out of him. Mm -hmm. And the exact opposite happened. And then after the game, he said, uh, you know, we're, we're not the team I thought we were. And I Oof. said, well, me too, right? Yeah, <laughs> Brian Kelly's speaking for all of us right now, uh, but he shouldn't be because that's not something a coach should say. I thought he felt confident based on what we had, based on what how we looked going into last year's first game. I personally expected way more. I mean, well, let me ask you this because I know what the final score was. What did you think at halftime? At halftime, I thought, okay, at halftime and throughout the entire first half, I thought, Man, this is a this is a title bout. This is a knockdown drag out game. I thought, you know, we're in it. We're uh, 
we're playing, you know, we've made, we've made errors. They've made some errors. We haven't taken advantage of the opportunities that we've had. I mean, we, we went to the red zone twice and just absolutely, you know, just lost, like did not, did not gain anything terribly. Um, but I thought we're in it. This is, and, and I, and the whole time I was watching, I was like, and maybe that's just, maybe I was just so excited that college football is back, but I was watching this being like, man, if this, if this game continues the way it is, just us, us and then trading blows. I mean, by the end of the season, people could look back on this game and be like, wow, that was one of the best games of the season. Now, clearly it was not. I mean, they, they ran away with it. We looked terrible in the second half. We didn't make any adjustments. We weren't able to capitalize on, on, you know, we, we had more opportunities in the same way we had, you know, opportunities in the first half. We just didn't capitalize on them at all. Um, but I mean, did you, what did you, I thought that first half of football, no, I mean, it wasn't, there were, you know, we weren't, we weren't neck and neck with them because they outplayed us the whole time. Um, we gave them, I mean, we should have been up by at least six with, with two field goals. Um, uh, you know, we can argue and go back and say, oh, should he have gone for, should he have gone for, uh, gone for it on fourth down the tw- twice in the red zone or do you take the points um i don't know necessarily what's what's better i mean i think i think if you uh if you kick the field goals maybe you know then you still lose maybe people say why didn't you go for it why did you play too conservatively that's what less yeah. miles would have done that whole thing um but uh I mean, other than that, I think that the first half was was, I, I think, fine. And I thought I thought we played, I thought we were doing everything we needed to do. That second half it just fell apart. Right. Uh, I would agree. I would. My thought was, wow, we opened the game, and we got down to in the you know, not just the red zone, but like within the five yard line on, literally just two plays. Yeah. Right. One was 50. Welcome back, Trey Bradford, by the way. And then the next play, we're down at the, and then we can't get it in after that. I'm not mad at the, at the fourth down call there. I think, I think it was a great opportunity to do it. Yeah. Um, I was actually kind of like, you kind of go ahead and put your, put your boot on their neck in in the first two minutes. I I agree with that. Like, I I think I agree with the call. I, I don't understand how we can't get it in. I mean, like, in under five yards, like how can we, we had, yeah. and, and that's, and that's a big, that's a big thing that I saw this, this season. I mean, the, I mean, this game and um, I mean, you know, it doesn't take a football, you know, genius to realize this, but we had no push at all from the offensive line. No, no. that's, that's what I was going to say. And that's why we couldn't get in. That's why it's like, it took four tries and we still couldn't do it. And then, you know, the second, fourth down try, it was a little bit further out, but still it's like, we just, uh, I think that was the difference is we kind of caught them off guard for our first drive, maybe two. We did okay, and it was similar to the, you know, because I was able to watch the North Carolina-South Carolina game where it was back and forth. SC kind of took a short lead, then North Carolina took it back, and then once they got it, they took off and ran with it. Same with LSU. I think after halftime, they made adjustments, and they just shut us down. Our line could not hold anybody. Our, our our biggest rusher was Jaden Daniels. I, I said that's that can't be the case this year. We have this whole stable of backs, but you know if they're not running, that's that's not helping because they were just they were not afraid to rush four or five 
or more at us because they, you know, they found out that we were not a threat downfield. And when we were, we just didn't catch it. You know, that was a missed opportunity. Yep. He had some big drops. So had some really big drops. I mean, we can't have a drop from Kyron Lacey like that. We can't have drops from Malik Neighbors. Um, yeah. I, I recognize that that Jaden is not the pinpoint passer that maybe you want, but oh, gosh, I mean, now that that one drop from Lacey's just bad. The one, yeah. but on you know, it's towards what was the was third quarter maybe. Yeah, he was like, and that would have put us what like inside the twenty for sure. He might have scored. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think it was he going had, down, but yeah, he had yeah. it. He totally had it. He just, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's no, just no excuses. Yeah. Um, well, there was that, and I would say we did have another issue with, uh, you know, a punt return fumble. Um, the fourth down call, like I said, that was a turnover. We gave him the ball, but at least that first fourth down, I wasn't mad about. I was like, I, I think that's a very understandable call about the specific play call. I don't know. I mean, Brian Kelly said, yeah, it's just, you know, it was a simple read option. You know, it just didn't work. I understand that. I think I would have been a little bit more conservative, <clears throat> conservative on that next fourth down so that we didn't walk away with zero points on two drives. I think that it wouldn't have changed anything maybe, but yeah, it just, it was, it sucked to give them the ball back without scoring and man, they, uh, they their offense got going in the second half, and our defense just did not have an answer. Well, you know, we talked about it. We talked about it in our preseason, uh, in our preseason kind of preview, and and then leading up to this game in our in our pregame talk. But defensive back is is a big question mark on this team, and it was the biggest question mark um, that we had. I think last last night, um, we just we had no. Uh, Deuce Chestnut, I think, played real well. But uh, mm -hmm. aside from him, I, I didn't I didn't think the safeties or uh or cornerbacks or you know, say Ryan at nickel really showed anything. Um gosh, no. it, it makes me very upset because I remember and, and across the defense, aside from maybe the I think the defensive line played okay, especially Makai Wingo. He's you know, number 18 came out you know real well and and was had a nice a couple nice like rushes and sacks on the quarterback, but um Savion Jones played okay too. But aside from them, it it felt like this team and I remember when I think it was 2020 or 2021, one of our really bad seasons, Kirk Herbstreet was like, you know, this LSU defense just doesn't look like LSU. There's no like they're they're not mean, they're not, you know, just just down and dirty, you know, gonna like physical. We were we were not physical, really, on either side of the ball last night. But on the defensive side, I did not feel like we were physical. I felt like we were getting pushed around. That running back for Florida State was running through people. The the wide receivers, both Coleman and um, Wilson, are like yeah. running through our our defensive backs. Now I do realize that it's it's Johnny Wilson, right? Um, yeah, he, no, he's tall. He's, <laughs> he's tall. He's like you know six seven something like that. I understand, but. Gosh, like we just got manhandled, and I yep. and I think back to like you know, I'm, I'm like if Jamal Adams was on this field right now, of course Tyron Matthew, we always talk about him, or um, I mean even like a Grant Delpit or just just some of the some of the defensive backs we've had in the past couple of years, this wouldn't be happening. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, and totally. I just felt, I, I, like our our defensive back production was just 
just bad. We didn't have good yeah. coverage. We didn't have good open field tackling. We didn't fill gaps well. Um, I think I think a, a bright spot. Omar Spites, I thought looked okay. Yeah, but That's you know what? It. Yeah, uh, we didn't really see or hear much, I should say, of, of Harold Perkins. Uh-uh. Uh, I heard that they were trying him in a you know a different role, and Brian Kelly said there's some growing pains there. But I don't know. I, I feel like the fact that we didn't get one sack, we didn't get to into their backfield much at all. Yeah, that 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 says something. Their lines, their both of their lines were good, and just the fact that they didn't really. I mean, we I think we had them for the most part running contained. It's just in the second half we were just we looked lost and tired, and they just kept running, and it was not a problem for them. Um, didn't give well, up a hundred yards to one guy, but I think by the end our t- our team was just gassed and. That's why we just looked like we were getting manhandled by their their running team. No, I agree. I, I think that something else that, that was really a challenge and, and okay, so Jordan Travis is obviously a a, a a a you know very mobile quarterback. He's able to be, to be mobile. Now, to his credit, and I think this is my I, I I might have to go back and watch last year's game if I've got time just to kind of see because I, I would I'm interested to see the the change because I didn't watch him really from last year's game I didn't watch him play a ton last year, but his it looked like to me he had made the the changes to his game that we that we need or needed Jane Daniels to make because yeah. obviously they're both mobile guys, but the difference between Daniels and and Travis. So he used that mobility to, to, you know, evade pressure, but then he stayed behind the line of scrimmage, always looking downfield. Now, what, what we had an issue with, and I'm sure you noticed this too. So we, we'll we'll put really good pressure on him. Our defensive line. I I think that was a a bright spot. Like I said, I think we were able to get pressure and and I mean, we should have had more sacks than we did. I think, you know, but then again, he's a, he's a, like we said, he's a mobile guy. He's probably going to be one of the top quarterbacks in the nation, um, especially after last year, last night's performance. Um, when when he breaks when he breaks out of the pocket and and starts you know moving around and and looking downfield, it felt like our um, our our coverage our our pass coverage was just kind of like oh wow look where there he is. <laughs> and that and that allowed you know these the, all the scramble rules that allowed some of these um some of these wide receivers to get open, and that's how he, those were some of the biggest plays they had. I, yeah. I'm thinking about one where he he uh you know runs towards the sideline and you you feel like he should have gotten ta- uh should have gotten sacked to begin with by I think Wingo or somebody like that. He's running towards the sideline and then just throws a dart down the field to uh to Wilson I think it was. But and it, and, it, and I, I want to say that was like you know it was like a key like a like a third down or something like that where we could have gotten off the field, and then no, it's a thirty yard you know dart, um, yeah. a dagger to our team. It's just bad, and and you know that's something where I'm like, else she's supposed to be DBU. Yeah. Um. It's it's uh, gosh, it's bad. Yeah. Well, I I was uh you know just watching reactions on social media and. You know, if you're following one thing, a lot of them pop up. And uh, I saw something, Jai Eugene, you know, a guy from back in the, the, from the Les Miles area, he had an interesting comment. I don't know if it would necessarily change things, but I, I think he did have a point. It's like, quit going to the portal 
to find guys to like plug and play, like develop these guys, recruit well, and then yep. develop them. I mean, I guess the only point he had is, yeah, it's true. It's like our last few years, I'd say ever since 2019, we have been going to the portal to find our secondary. It's, you know, it, it helped us in some sense because we got some guys with uh, experience in there when we might not have had it. But again, it's like, it just, you could tell that this team had not played a, a full game together. No, absolutely. Um, I, I will, I will, I do wonder though, you know, we've never up until uh, like, this is the first, what, 20, 2020 not, or 2019. Yeah. was the first portal year. Right. So mm-hmm. this is like, you know, the first, like this class will really next, next year's class will be the first full portal class where every year that they've been in college football, there's been a portal available to them. Um, I wonder if, uh, like, is is this kind of the way, there's a lot of teams who've, who've built their team this way and who've kind of had to. I do wonder if, like, is this, like, I understand his point, and I think I agree with it, like, yes, we should be developing our talent, but in yeah. this landscape, can you do that? And I think that, <laughs> uh, like, or, or is it that, because when you think about it, like, yes, we're pulling people out of the portal, but then people from our team are also leaving. There's a reason why we're pulling people out of the portal. Right. Um, I, do, I, I'll, I also wonder, and I don't know if I necessarily, I mean, it's not, I don't mean this to be like an excuse for Kelly, but do we have the talent on the, did, did we have the talent last year when he came? to develop like is the talent how how close is that talent i'm i'm um i'm looking down at the at the uh uh the roster real quick i mean oh yeah you know he inherited he inherited a guy he inherited um sage ryan i mean he was somebody who was very highly touted out of high school of course he's uh kevin fox what cousin or, or nephew or something like that yeah um Gosh, he didn't look very, he looked pretty terrible last night. Mm. And I haven't seen him look good. To be honest, I haven't seen him look good, you know, in his entire career, really. So is it when, when that's like, when you're looking at it, like, that's your, um, you know, what you have, maybe Kelly's like, we don't have any talent right now to play with. I need to go to the portal. This is, the, that's the best we can get. Yeah. No, yeah, exactly. And if that's the case, that's fine. But it's like he's he's been there a full year now. So um, I know obviously we didn't find a Derek Stingley uh, since Brian Kelly has been here. You know, we haven't found an freshman that could step in right away. But I'd say from here on out, there's no excuses. If If you say you have to go to the portal to get a key player, it's because you are not finding them and or developing them, right? I get it after year one maybe year two because you know um like you said some guys have left like uh i don't know if things would have how things would have been if eli ricks would have stayed as opposed to transferring to alabama i you know i don't know it could go either way because he i don't know if he kind of hit a ceiling or what but it's it's just the fact that um i don't know uh, like you, you just look at the stats of the game offensively the yards were close. They, were, they only had like 34 more yards than we did. They only ran two more plays than we did. They averaged 
7.49 yards a play. We averaged 7.19. So I don't know. I, I can't, I mean, I don't want to say that it all just came down to those two drives where we didn't get touchdowns and maybe the game would have been different. I mean, it'd been a little bit different, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, we just did not capitalize on things. And that's why we just, they had a longer field to work with. I think a lot of our yards were like in the middle of the field. We didn't have any, we only had like what, two busted, like big plays, right? The yeah. the first one to Trey Bradford in the, 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 the late, the late game uh, touchdown. Other than that, it's it was working down the field and they're getting stuck. Whereas, you know, Florida State just I think they just wore us down. Just yeah. wore us down. Um gosh, it's just bad. So, I, I'm I look like I said, I, I look at the I look at the roster um as far as you know defensive backs go. Other than Greg Greg Brooks, um and I mean I haven't seen Den- we haven't seen Denver Harris this year. Obviously, he's having trouble getting it back on the field. Who knows if he'll even play for us this year? <laughs> um, there were not like we do not. This is not a typical LSU defensive back uh, lineup. We don't have we don't have we don't have like young talent. It feels like we don't have you know. There's there are guys on this team that have been on the team for a while who I feel like are not you know, haven't really done anything. Um, I don't know. It's, it'll be interesting to see what Matt house does. I know he's getting, he's getting a lot of heat for, uh, really for Harold Perkins. I think the handling of him, which we haven't talked about as much that much, that's something to get into. But, um, I think it'll be interesting to see what him and Kerry cooks do with the defensive backs, because, uh, it's going to be an area. It's an area of concern. It was an area of concern before last night. It's definitely an area of concern now. Absolutely. And, you know, we heard a lot of stuff about Zy Alexander did all right. Uh, but, you know, like you said, it's, it's just not what we're used to. And yeah, there was some, they had some big plays. Now I think that goes back to like, they, they were getting in the backfield. Some, we just, uh, we, we just need a, I think a, to use Howard Perkins better. I, I, I don't know. I, I could see them moving him outside, but the, you know, those, those plays would go to the other side of field or they would go up the middle. So I, I don't know. I think it, it is a matter of using who we have to the best of our abilities. Um, again, I, I, it's like you, you look at the stats, like the, uh, Jaden and Travis were similar. It's just, he had three more TDs than Jaden Daniels. And that was, that was the difference. I I do wonder about, like, I understand the idea of of putting him as as middle linebacker. Um, I but I don't necessarily like that that it seemed it seemed like to me watching most of his assignment the entire night was as middle linebacker was just to spy Jordan Travis, and and it, I mean it looked bad, and I, I realized that this is probably his assignment. But did you, did it feel like you were just when you were watching it, he was just standing around, <laughs> like the yeah. plays would be happening, and he was just standing there. He was just um, waiting. And you know, yeah, he, and, I, and I understand that you know when you're spying a quarterback, like he's just on him, and he's if he breaks the pocket, he's supposed to go get it. <laughs> but a lot of the time, we didn't have any good pressure on him anyway. Um, you know, or or 
it, so it just kind of or we worked or it's taken a while for for us our pressure to develop and so it's just our our best players just standing around yeah <laughs> like, yeah like best player on the entire field maybe it's just standing there i know uh <laughs> but hey joe travis didn't run much so i guess mission he didn't need to he just carved us up <laughs> exactly well I don't know. I think um, kind of like remember uh, back in the College World Series, there is that just horrible game against Florida where yeah. they just beat us like eighteen to four or something. I hope this is one of those games where they just let it go. I'm like, you know what? We're just going to put this behind us. They definitely need to talk about it because there is some some major issues. But uh, I don't think the season is is over. I do. We still going eleven and one. I don't know. Uh, that would be very, that would be miraculous if we did. I will okay. say that I don't, I don't looking around the sec. I don't know that anyone kind of established themselves as, Oh my goodness. Uh, these guys are definitely uh, the real deal. Right. I don't know if anyone in the has really done that. Everyone was playing subpar teams, right? They all just blew them out except for South Carolina and Florida. They ran into uh a wall basically. So I I don't know. What do you think? Do you think the, uh, like we, are you, are you ready to adjust your prediction? Or are you like, eh, this is one of, one of the ones I saw, but you know, maybe we'll get another one down the road. My prediction is still the same. Ah, so I can't exactly remember what I, I think I predicted this to be 10 and two. Um, I, st- I still like us to hit the over. Not, I well, I mean, over nine. So right now it's, you know, nine and a half wins. I think, I think we, I think we could turn it around and, and, you know, when really we just have to win out of every, uh, and then lose to Bama. Um, I think that's, hopefully that's doable. Um, Florida looks bad. A&M, we'll see, uh, you know, Mississippi State, usually they give us a game, but we should be better than them. I mean, you think about it, we were the number five team in the country last night, which is hilarious. Yeah. I mean, we did, we were preseason, not, we're yeah, preseason, but there's a lot, there was a lot riding on this team. Maybe this, you know, maybe a bad loss like this kind of takes a little bit of the pressure off of us, be it be a lot, lo- a longer road to get us back into contention. Um, but I mean, we don't have like, we don't have like a Tennessee on our schedule like we did last year. Right. So just our usual SEC West gauntlet. Yeah. Although um, I mean the West, I, I think aside from Bama, the West is down. I don't I wouldn't say Auburn looks great. Yeah. Um, I think I think the real question mark for us is gonna be AM. Um, what AM team do we get this year? Because let's just let's just be honest. I think if that team last night shows up against Bama, we lose by 50. It's not even close. Um the rest of the the rest of the SEC West, I mean, we'll see. Jury, I think Jury's still out on Arkansas. We'll see just because we haven't seen him play somebody yet, right? Um, but Ole Miss, Ole Miss could be one that that, that is a challenge. Um, I've been I'm really excited actually for that Ole Miss Tulane game next week. Uh, I think I think that's a that's an interesting one, and I want to see if if Ole Miss is you know. Are they really? I think they're number twenty-two in the nation right now. Two like twenty-four. Were, yeah. Um, 
you know, I want to see, I want to see like how that, how that works. Cause that could be one that gives us trouble. But other than that, I'm still, I'm still optimistic. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's I, just I one you wanted too... to win. You wanted to, you got to win that one. That was, I mean, that right now, because we were the, we, that was the biggest game of the, of the, of the, uh, of the night or the weekend, because it's the only game really. We're just the embarrassment of college football. Yes. And now the ACC is going through what they're going through. And now they have bragging rights for that. Um, yeah. Pair us with South Carolina and it looks real bad for the SEC. Yeah. Um, but, you know, then if these, these, they're still trying to decide if they want to stay in the ACC, right? Like Florida State and uh, who was it? Was it Clemson? Because you're talking about voting against their expansion right or you know and then there's talks of them maybe joining a different conference too just because yeah they're the only one they're the only ones like bringing any money for the conference so you know that's pretty much what all these realignments doing anyway um i mean we found out stanford and cal are now well and smu are now going to be joining uh the acc so it's just bizarre i think all bets are off they have been for a couple years now um but yeah it just doesn't set us up what it does is it doesn't it's kind of like last year like the, the loss hurt although last year i think it was different because we 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 missed on a what a you know a blocked kick yeah. which you think all right well that sucks but at least it was a fun competitive game this game like you said it's just embarrassing mm-hmm that was completely embarrassing. And I guess, you know, maybe people will take us light down the road, but yeah, it's going to hurt us because now, you know, you can't really lose anything else if, if you want to, you know, depending on what you're looking to do in the postseason. But also, it just kind of, you know, the, the old eye test. Um, you know, now, maybe, maybe, you know, what if, what if Florida State goes off? They, they run the table, they beat Clemson. They win the ACC handily. They're like the number one or two team in the nation. Um, and and maybe this is a down year for some of our friends in the SEC. Uh, you know, maybe it's something like we go to we're able to backdoor our way into into the championship because we because as we covered the West is reasonably wide open. Um, you know, it, it's not a it's not a death nail in the in the coffin, but I think it is. Um, it's not how you want to start. And no. I feel like we're going to need some help from the rest of it's just, you know, you don't, I, I like playing, I like playing the, don't get me wrong. I like playing competitive opening games, but it's disappointing when for two years in a row, no, three years in a row. Yeah. yeah. You open in a, you know, a marquee game and then just lay an egg. And then your, your season is, is it's not over, but your season is, is really put a damper on. And yeah. there's not much yeah. you can do to to change it. You know, obviously, like last year, you can you can really you can elevate it and and get to a better place. Um, but I mean, we need a lot of we need we got a lot of help from A and M, uh, you know, Tennessee. Like we got a lot of help from other teams beating you know winning games that that had nothing to do with us that just kind of aligned our way. Um, ugh. it's just yeah, just bad. Well, and the other thing is um it's it was embarrassing so you thought 
we would be of a certain level. We would have a certain product on the field. That wasn't the case. And now it's like, well, well, who are we? Yeah. You know, like what, what, like they, we didn't really, we don't really, I don't think we've really established an identity yet either. Although it's, if it was going to be what we had last year, it's like we got better as the year went on and we were going to see a lot of the same, just better decisions and more downfield shots from our quarterback. Uh, the defense was going to be more solid up the middle. We had Harold Perkins and some other guys coming in. Um, you know, we, we didn't know about the defensive backs, but I mean, I mean, it's, you know, we were still doing okay last year, right? Like we held our own against Bama. We held our own against some of the other guys obviously got beat out in Georgia, but yeah, it's like losing these season openers. It just sets you back. Cause now you're trying to climb out of a hole and trying to find out who, who the heck you are as a team. I do. I do. Um, and I've seen people talking about this online, you know, we I think Brian Kelly has, has said or alluded earlier this year, like we're a year away, you know, last year might've been a little bit of a, of a blessing and a curse getting to the SEC championship where, you know, did we, maybe we didn't have as much business in that game as we kind of hoped we did. And this is, this is kind of a reversion back to the mean of what this team really is. Cause this team is a very, it's very similar to what we had last year. It's the core nucleus of the team is about the same. Um, and, you know, maybe, maybe this is kind of our ceiling as far as, and, and when, if we get a little help, kind of like what we, what we talked, like what I said, like if we get a little help in this season, we're back in the conversation, but we're not going to be able to get there on our own the way that, you know, other teams have in the past couple of years. Right. Well, I think the one thing to keep in mind also is, uh, I mean, everyone in the SEC except for us in South Carolina and Florida, I mean, they look good, but they haven't really played anybody. Then you look around the rest of the league, everything kind of looks normal, right? It's not, you know, Ohio State didn't just blow the doors off of Indiana. They could have, but it, it was like a, it was like a, they just trudged through and won 23 to three. A lot of these teams are starting out with their new quarterbacks. I mean, I'd say the best game of the weekend was Colorado TCU, yeah. you know, and that was a big surprise. So people were wondering, you know, how's Colorado going to look this year? Can they transfer? And now, I mean, it's, I think it's way too early because it's only been that one game, but they're saying, well, he proved the haters wrong. He's like, yeah, he did for that, for that one game. Let's see how the rest of the season goes. People are talking about Travis Henry. And I, I get it. He's good. He made some great plays. He played both sides of the ball. He had a lot of snaps. I don't think he's won the Heisman already. Let's just, let's just calm down. It was one game. You agree or you think I I am I think that there's if they continue to play and they don't have to win games like that. Like they don't have to win every game, you know. They got it. I think I think this week will be an interesting test for them against Nebraska. I'm excited to watch that one. Um, especially with with what might which feels like LSU already down this year. Maybe maybe I'll become like a, a little bandwagon Colorado fan for the year. Right. Um I think that there is a I think that um, there is a halfway decent chance that either Travis Hunter or Shadir Sanders end up in New York if they can keep production on this on a similar level. I mean, Shadir threw for 510 yards. 
Yeah, um, set a record. And the reason that I say that is not necessarily because, like, do I think that either of them are the best in the, you know, the, is Shadur the best quarterback in the country? No, I don't think so. Is Travis Hunter the best player in the country? I, I don't I don't think so. But I think that the writers, the media, football at large, college football, they love Dion. He's going to be able to can. I mean, you know, people are already campaigning. Oregon's already campaigning for Bo Nix. They put the the signs at at, uh, at Times Square and everything. Like you know, Bo Bo for Heisman, all this. Well, talk about a Heisman campaign. Nobody can run it like Dion will. And so, if there's somebody, if, if one of his guys is in the conversation, I think he'll be at least be invited. Um, yeah. do, is he going to win it? I wouldn't bet on anybody. You know, at from not from like a program that at least has a chance. The interesting thing about the Colorado though is, you know, you know what their preseason win total pr- was predicted to be mm. over under two and a half. Really? Yeah. That's so low. Yeah. So I mean, they're already halfway there. Right. Um, they'll probably they'll get there. I've got, I'm guessing. Uh, I think I, I'm I'm just interested to see. But I mean, let's see them against Nebraska, because Nebraska is another team that. I mean, kind of outperformed maybe their expectations. They covered for me uh, against Minnesota. Was in the game for a while, um, and so I'm, I'm excited to see. I mean, I think Matt Rule, you know, kind of just a, a kind of a, a new um, new kids on the block kind of battle in the in the Big Twelve, Big Twelve, Big Ten. Well, gosh, I don't even know that. I don't know the conferences now. Just with- yeah. No, uh, right. I forget which one they're in, but yeah. Well, big, let's see. Colorado moved a couple of years ago. And then Nebraska was in the big 12, and I think it's now in the big 10. And I think Colorado was in the either Pac-12 or Mountain West. And now they're in the, I don't know. I have this magic machine in front of me. I could just look it up. Right. <laughs> Um, well, speaking of next week, uh, it's kind of like this week where there's, um, you know, it's not too many like great matchups. Uh, I think Ole Miss at Tulane is going to be a good one, but there is the Alabama Texas game uh, oh, yeah. in Tuscaloosa. That will definitely be good. I think other than that, everything else is kind of, you know, meddling to mediocre, um, you know, Florida State has Southern Miss come into town. Um, although I think Stanford and USC would those that can be a good game. You know, kind of the rivalry there. Auburn's going out to California, which is interesting. Uh, good test for them. But other than that, I think the rest of the SEC is, you know, just another another week week two matchup. So you know, some of these games are trying to get rid of by expanding the conference slate but they haven't yet. I think A&M at Miami could be interesting also just to see what, if A&M's, you know, this is their year. It's like the Cowboys, right? It's like every year they, they're happy about their roster and their talent and their potential. And then nothing. So, uh, Wait, that, that'll did be, did you say Auburn was playing? Auburn's playing, playing. Yeah. Okay. Oh, but yeah, I think A&M at Miami, uh, could be entertaining. Maybe. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Um, but other than that, yeah, we have Grambling, so it should be a good weekend for us to just kind of get back to the basics, figure out who we are, establish an identity, what we're going to do offensively, like what it was supposed to look like. Because, like Brian Kelly said, uh, it's, that's not who I thought we were. Like, well, all right, well, 
show us. Who, who yeah, did you think we find, were supposed find to us, Find who we are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, what else? Uh, I just still <clears throat> think it's interesting that, you know, just the stats were very similar. It's like if you look at the box score, uh, the two teams were very similar. Obviously, the game didn't look that way. So stats can definitely be deceiving. Yeah. But I, I feel like, again, LSU, if we did convert on that very first touchdown on that first drive, um, again, I don't know that would have sealed a victory. I'm not saying that at all. But the game, they, the game definitely could have been different because if we had put that through, it's like we, you know, I don't know. I just feel like we could have had some momentum. I actually ended up talking to this guy that I was watching the game. He was a couple seats over. And he actually knew Brian Kelly. He said he coached with him at Grand Valley State. Oh, wow. And he'd, he'd worked with him at Michigan, too, I think, at one point. And he's, so he knew him. He's, he, he knew some of the LSU guys. Um, he was a – I guess he was a – I didn't ask him what he coached. I should have. But he said, yeah, man, he, just, he kept calling him BK. BK. So I'm like, all right, I guess he knows him. If he's on the BK level, yeah. you know, like we are – but he said, yeah, man, BK's a good motivator. What he does is there's, you know, there's some kid, uh, you know, has like a 40-something-yard field goal, and he hasn't, he hasn't even kicked one yet. Or I think it was like a 50-something. He, he can convince that kicker, you can go out there and make that. Do it. And then the guy can go out there, and he does it. Huh. So he's a good motivator in that regard. Um, he, I don't know, he said he was talking to him, and he told him long before he ever made the move that, his dream was to coach at Notre Dame. And, you know, after he did at Cincinnati, I think he was, when they were at Green Valley State, he called him at like 2 a.m. Uh, uh, before their bowl game. He said, hey, man, I'm, uh, I'm taking the job at Cincinnati. Oh. like, oh, wow, congrats. You, you going to the bowl game? He's like, no. No, I'm not. But, I mean, which that's what he's did. He's done, right? Like he's, he's left teams before because yeah. he does what he wants to do. So, but he is a good motivator, and I'm wondering if that's where this whole yeah we're going to beat the heck out of Florida State. Uh, we just the confidence. Um, I believe he believed it. You know, he wasn't just saying it to be a motivator, but I, I feel like he can do that. Um, I say all this to kind of bring it back around to say because I'd see something like I you know does does Brian Kelly really have these guys? You know, like do they believe in him and what he wants to do? I think so. I mean, Jaden Daniels sitting next to him in the press conference and he, you know, he took some ownership of some stuff. Um, I think it's just things that we have to fix. Uh, it's not that Brian Kelly has, has a, has a bad system. It's just, mm -hmm. uh, we just, we just didn't capitalize. We just didn't deliver, you know, guys got to make plays in certain spots. Again, maybe Florida state would have beat us again one point at the end, but the game would have at least looked different. So that's what I'm going to focus on is Brian Kelly turning this around, trusting in Scott Woodward, and seeing, seeing, seeing if these coaches can really coach. Yeah, and and let's see, you know, I, I was thinking back to it after the loss last night, and I'm like, you know, I do kind of feel like his time at Notre Dame, I, I remember opening games, Notre Dame coming out flat. I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm not saying that's something you want to continue no, but I feel like, um, like, wasn't it the, the, you know, the famous, we, we joke about this line all the time where he said he wanted to execute his team. I think that was an opening game for them. 
Uh, yeah, they some reporter asked him. So, what did you what do you think about your team's execution this half? I said I'm for it. That was <laughs> yeah. horrible. Um, that was a horrible half. <laughs> I mean, come on. Anyone thinks that he's really advocating for that? That's just ridiculous. No, uh, I know. But, but I'm yeah. just saying, like, I think that was wasn't that the that was the opening game where they played Florida State, I think. And, yeah. And and beat them, but they beat him like in double overtime, and they really should have lost. Yeah. Um, he was undefeated until he joined LSU. Now he's 0-2 against FSU. Okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm wondering if, and I mean, think about the the the. Uh, the progression we had last year when I mean, we went from a not great start to a pretty good team that competed for the competed for the SEC title. Um, you know, maybe this is just something that we'll have to watch out for. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm not saying it's like a, a, you know, a trend that you want to continue, but maybe we just, maybe the Brian Kelly era will start off a little slower. Right. I do remember that when we played him in a bowl game, it's like LSU had to win him and then Notre Dame came back and won it. Um, oh, I remember that one. That was with uh, that was Leonard Fournette, I think. Yeah, it was the um, it was, was, it was it a, the Music City Bowl or something yeah, like that. Yeah, <laughs> they they had Deshaun Kaiser, and he just kept making plays when they needed it. Yeah, I like this game. You know, it's like maybe if we'd have just stopped him a couple times, and they wouldn't have scored. Um, I just feel like in this game, our offense, like we just could not hold their rush. So yeah, uh, that's why Jaden led all rushers and yeah, I mean, he had some good stats, but uh, nothing was downfield that far. Like it wasn't, we really just needed to blow it open early. And I think we missed that opportunity. Oh, well, um, I was excited to see Aaron Anderson returning punts. He only, I mean, no, there was the one muff, but a lot of the ones were fair catches. He caught all those. One thing I did not understand is why we kept catching the football at the goal line and then running it or the five yeah, running it. And then only getting out to the 15. Like, why do we keep doing it? Just let the ball go. That Stop or, running it was, out. There's the, the, I mean, it's not even new at this point, but you can call a fair catch on a kickoff. Yes, now. You can take a knee at the five. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. I don't know. It's kind of weird, but you know, I, he was, he was clearly trying to make a play. Um, you know, it's kind of weird. I didn't realize Aaron Anderson was that small. Right. I, I mean, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, um, but like, I mean, he he was he was a lot smaller than I thought he'd be. Um, I'm excited about him though. He's fast. I think he might be our fastest offensive weapon. Yeah, I mean, as long as he can hold on to the ball and make those catches, uh, I'm excited to see what he could do given the opportunity. Maybe we'll see something like that this weekend against Grambling. Again, a great week to find out who we are. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and to you know, tune up. We can try things out. Maybe, maybe we can see if Harold Perkins can do other things other than other than stand. Uh, yeah. You know, let's let's get some like I, I when Deuce Chestnut went down last night, they put in Ashton Stamps, who's a guy we we kind of talked about. You know, he comes from Rubble and yeah, had been got a lot get a lot of good good press um during camp. You know, I didn't see much from him. I think and Deuce came back in to uh towards the end of the game, but, um, you know, it's, let's, let's see some, let's see some other, um, some other guys. Let's, let's really try everybody because I don't think this, this, this squad of 22 that we had last night, that's not a contender team. I think, you know, any, nobody's position should be safe. Mm -hmm. After not after that. No, uh, I was, I saw somewhere it was, uh, God, I forget his name now, of course. Uh, it was a freshman, 
offensive lineman that was like pushing for playing time. I'm like, wow, that's great. You know, Lance uh, yes. Thank you. Yeah. That's exactly who. Uh, so in the end, I mean, I saw, uh, you know, number seven, well, number 66, that where's the seven patch. There is a couple plays, man. He just got thoroughly beat. Like we got, just... we got pushed around by, I mean, everybody was pushed around off his line. <laughs> Nobody was yeah. safe. Well, yeah. Emory Jones looked bad. I mean, yeah. Dellinger, Charles Turner. Um, <laughs> yeah. You don't want, you don't want grass stains on the back of your lineman's jerseys, but I will say, um, I mean, that was an elite, that's an elite pass rush group. Like, that one guy, uh, what's his name? Verse, Jared Verse. Yeah, he's he's the real deal. Yeah, I mean he'll probably he'll be a first shot draft pick, easy. Sure, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, we're not facing that this weekend, so hopefully we'll see a lot better from everybody. Agree. Yeah. So um, I don't know any any thoughts or predictions on uh, LSU versus Grambling or other. Because obviously there's, you know, that's not the marquee game this week. It's LSU's game. I think yeah. they'll run away with it. I don't know if I need to toss out a score because, uh, yeah, Daniel and I, I mean, if, if if LSU would have capitalized maybe that score that we had, I think we both had like 30 to 23 or 24 or something. Uh, that that could have been the case. But it was more more so FSU's favor this year or this uh, this game. Um but yeah, like LSU, I don't know, 45 to three, right? Uh, I think the bigger game is Alabama and Texas. Yeah. That one I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Um, both looked okay in their, their openers. So I think that could be, a, could be a barn burner or it could just be Alabama exposing Texas again. Yeah, I, I, it's hard to bet against Alabama. I mean, I, I, although... History says I, not to. History says not to, definitely. Uh, Texas is getting seven. Um, I watched Texas play. Uh, now I'm forgetting who they played. But uh, I watched them this year. Rice or something? Rice, that's like what that? it was. Yes, it was Rice. And it was kind of close in the beginning, and then they kind of ran away with it. Um, Xavier Worthy looks good. Uh, the running back looks good. Quinn Ewers looks good. I, I don't know how the defense is. I don't know. I don't think it's a, I don't think they've made a, a, you know, big step in the forward. Um, I think the, really the key, the key to this Alabama Texas game is going to be Jalen Milrod. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, he's been, I think he's been questionable. I talked to, talked to our buddy, um, over at the Alabama podcast. Um, and you know, that they don't necessarily know, like, I think most Alabama people leading up to, when Nick Saban announced that Milrow was going to be the starter, nobody really had a, it wasn't a sure thing by any means. They had three guys who probably could, could conceivably start. Um, I think yeah. Milrow looked good in their opening game against what middle Tennessee state. Yeah. I, I, if I could see him, you know, you go out, I could see him having trouble and then, um, and then, you know, them going to another guy, if, if they have quarterback trouble, I think that's, you know, I think Texas has a chance, but if Milrow, you know, is, is cool and collected and kind of looks like, you know, plays similar to the way he did against middle Tennessee, I think it's Alabama all day. Yeah. I mean, he had a pretty average, I mean, he didn't turn the ball over. He 
I mean, he threw for 194, had three TDs, but again, it was against Middle Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, they, like, I, it was 14 to nothing until like, I want to say five, like five or five or 10 minutes left in the, uh, the first half, which, you know, you would think it would have been a lot more. They ended up getting two more touchdowns, but yeah, just slow going, slow starts. I, I guess that's acceptable, you know, for your first game of the year. Uh, new new starter at quarterback, but uh, yeah, we'll see. I just uh, think like, if, if he goes out, yeah, I think that's going to be a big test. Like, I haven't, he's not Bryce Young. I, I mean, he didn't go out there, like he said, he didn't go out there and throw for 500 and, and you know, six touchdowns and, and okay, he's the guy. If he goes out and has trouble, maybe he gets picked off early. Maybe, uh, you know, Alabama, uh, Texas is able to force a turnover and, and maybe score off a turnover, something like that, a big play. Um, then, then Saban has to make a move and, and put in somebody else at quarterback. I think you could have, uh, I think, I think Alabama, then, then it turns into a, a little bit more of a back and forth barn burner and then it's anybody's game. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I think the home advantage will help them. It is a night game, you know, they'll have the atmosphere, so they will have all that going for them. Um, so Texas is definitely going to have to bring it, but, uh, you know, I, I, I imagine they will, you know, I don't think, uh, it could be another situation. I don't, I don't think LSU took Florida state lightly. We just all thought we were going to win and maybe, maybe there was some taking lightly of something. I don't know, but we're going to figure it out this week. Yep. I trust any final thoughts for, uh, before we throw it to Daniel for his uh, for his segment. Final thoughts. Um, welcome back to Trey Bradford, a guy <laughs> yeah. who I remember being. I remember talk covering him when he, when we were recruiting. I remember him transferring. I remember him coming back. I remember him maybe not being on the team or something, or coming back and then not being eligible or something kind of weird like that. He has had a very winding road from high school recruitment to starting as the running back for LSU last night. Um, I mean, with 32 caught the ball, I had no idea even who that was. <laughs> I was like, who is that guy? And then, you know, right. Trey Bradford. Um, good to see you. Glad, glad you're here. And uh, I want to see more production like that. I think, I think he was another, he was one of the only other bright spots of that game. Yeah. And we'll have another bright spot back when, when John Emery returns. Cause I think that's what really killed us this first game. I'm joking, of course, <laughs> but I, 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 you know, I, again, I, it's like with some of these guys that have been here forever, uh, it's like, you want them to succeed at first. Yeah. We, we thought he would, and we kind of felt like we were, you know, sold a bill of goods. Uh, and then eventually like, all right, he's still here. This is the year. But now I say it, this is definitely the year. John Emery is going to just leave it all out there. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to stake something on it. Uh, nothing really, but yeah, I, I, I just feel like it could be something. We'll see. Um, I don't know. Just as far as what the players said, uh, some of them made a comment. Yeah, this isn't us. We're, we'll be fine. Don't worry about it. So I guess that's, that's going to be my attitude for right now. Kind of like the baseball game when, you know, we don't have a three-game series against Florida State. Maybe we'll see them towards the end of the season, depending on how we both do. But, yeah, I feel like 
LSU definitely could have uh, shown better. It wasn't like we weren't winning that game no matter what. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I just, I just, I just didn't get that feeling. But anyway, um, moving on to next week. This one's behind us. Thank goodness. Yeah. And yeah, we'll uh, we'll reunite after the Grambling game. Talk about what went well. What still looks like it might be an issue. Because then after that, uh, you know, there's you're in the SEC slate at that point. Got Mississippi State, and then it's just off and running again. So we'll uh, we'll have all that for you and more. Uh, catch up on all the other games around the league uh, and, uh, you know, the rest of college football. We are going to toss it to Daniel now uh, to get his take from afar. And um, after that, we will uh, bid you folks adieu. Hello, Talking Tigs and LSU Nation. This is Daniel Zollinger coming solo from across the pond currently recording in Salzburg, Austria. So guten tag to all our Austria listeners, as well as buongiorno to our Italian fans. That's where I was last night when LSU played against Florida State and unfortunately came out with a crushing defeat to start the season. Uh, It was 2 a.m. local time when LSU played, so I did not catch any of the game. But upon recap today, it is one that I think a lot of LSU fans may have been uh, hopeful to have missed. We were very excited going into the season, and we had high hopes. All of us predicted LSU to win uh, last podcast, and unfortunately that just did not happen. LSU going up 17-14 to 14 at the half before Florida State comes roaring back to put the Tigers away. Uh, I know my co-hosts Tommy and Scott stateside will be giving a full breakdown, so I just wanted to come to you quickly and give my thoughts uh, and where LSU can go from here after week one. We'll start uh, with just the score, 45 to 24. I mentioned that LSU was up at the beginning. Uh, We were doing all right, although we did have two uh, drives coming up empty on fourth and one. Uh, Those are ones you really need to convert to beat the top 10 talent in this country. As we showed, um, similar to the Florida State State game last year, squandering those key opportunities really led to our downfall because if we had, I mean, that's 14 points on the board right there. Uh, and who knows how the game could have gone. But as a game of injuries and uh, the Seminoles were better in this instance, LSU uh, had some, some decent chances. Jane Daniels played all right. Uh, one pick, but uh, and as well as 60 yards running the ball. But uh, he held the ball in those key fourth down conversions and couldn't get into the end zone. So everybody bears the blame a little bit. Uh, our defense, especially, we called out our defensive backs. Um, as being a potential weak spot for this team. And Florida State exploited that, especially in the second half, uh, going deep over and over with their quarterback, uh, Jordan Travis, racking up five total touchdowns, four through the air, three to Keon Coleman, a player out of Opelousas, Louisiana, who uh, Edward John, I think, chose not to recruit and then went to Michigan State and now at uh, Florida State and getting revenge against the, the home state team with 122 yards and three touchdowns. So uh, a real statement from him. And Florida State showed that they're the real deal. Um, Their fan base had had a lot of confidence as well going in, and they uh, eventually were the better team. Brian Kelly, uh, after this game, he he was not too thrilled, obviously calling it a a total failure. And uh, I don't know how he turns this around in practice this week, but uh, I know he's going to have to lean on his senior leadership to to be better, to step up, uh, put it behind us, because in the SEC, you can lose one game. Uh, 
especially non-conference. We saw that last year where LSU made the SEC championship, even having lost to Florida State. Uh, so the, the deck is stacked against us, but there still may be opportunities for the Tigers down the road. The season is not lost, and uh, Kelly will really be trying to, to drill that into his players and say that, all right, we got a whooping. Uh, maybe this isn't the best start of the season that we'd all dreamed of, but we can still make a push for the playoff. We just got to turn it around starting here. And they play uh, against Southern, or excuse me, against uh, Grambling this week. And so that's a good place to start. They can work on the fundamentals, running the ball uh, up the middle, where we had a lot of trouble this game uh, with John Emery sitting out. Um, hopefully they can get that uh, coordinated tag going and just try and be more balanced as well as uh, just defensively, assignments, matching up. Obviously, Grambling is a bit of a weaker opponent, and then we can get ready for uh, the SEC schedule going forwards. As far as the rest of college football, um, just about all the other top teams had statement wins besides LSU. The weekend was kind of kicked off by a big Colorado win over TCU. Uh, Deion Sanders and Buffaloes won. Uh, big, not big time, but they squeaked it out against TCU, showing that they did belong. But everyone else was putting up big scores. Ole Miss 73 over Mercer. Oregon 81 against Portland State. Uh, Washington 56 against Boise State. So there's a lot of good teams this year. Um, I don't think it's time to separate the contenders from the pretenders. That'll come down the road in conference play. But it looks to be a very competitive season in college football, which uh, we're all very excited about. As for LSU, it'll be nice to come home to Baton Rouge uh, and play a team, get back on track this week and see what we can do from there. Uh, I mean, there's still plenty of competition ahead. We've got Mississippi State coming up in just a few weeks. And so uh, if Kelly can get the boys ready for that, then we can be good to go. Unfortunately, I wish I could bring you a deeper analysis than that, but having not really been able to watch the game, I'm currently operating on some pretty spotty Wi-Fi, so I apologize for any sound issues as well. I'm working out of the guest kitchen of a hotel and had multiple interruptions during this recording, so I had to stitch a, a few things together. But uh, I know Tommy and Scott will hold you down. And until next time, this is Talking Takes. Thank you, Daniel, from uh, tuning in and uh, uh, giving us your takes from afar. Uh, and thank you, folks, for listening, too. But we'll be back at it after this week against Grambling. We'll have uh, the, the results of that game and the rest of college football for you. So until then, everyone have a great week. Stay safe. Stay tuned. And we'll talk to you next time with Daniel on Talking Takes. Talking Takes.